This is a ghetto public announcement. Weed smokers, roll your blunts tight and light your junks. Inhale, slowly exhale. That's how you get high. I know you don't smoke weed. I know this. But I'm going to get you high today. <laughs> well, welcome back to another episode of Dropping Dimes. The intro is fitting for today's podcast. Very fitting. We're recording live in a trap house. <laughs> Legit in a trap house. Midvale, Utah. <laughs> so, we have a lot of sports to talk about, but we have to start off with explaining this whole trap house thing that we're talking about so let's back up here and for people who haven't heard about what's going down at the complex let's fill them in that's why we had this whole weed intro going on so the owners of the complex which is a popular music venue downtown salt lake city they're facing federal charges for allegedly 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 laundering millions of dollars in drug money to fund their business ventures so according to federal prosecutors, Gabriel and Angela, is it Elstein or Elstein and Scott Gordon? Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. <laughs> brought and sold at least 2,500 pounds of marijuana and laundered at least $5 million through Bond Aid Productions. That's a business that promoted electronic music and rave shows at the complex over a six-year period. And somehow, someway, our man Sasha Bloom found himself (laughs) in the middle of this. Sasha, how did you find yourself in the middle of this? Green thumbs, baby. (laughs) (laughs) What connection do you have to this? He owns my duplex that we're in right now. (laughs) I pay rent to Gabe every (laughs) month. I've never met Gabe in two and a half years. Well, this is why you've never met Gabe. Because Gabe didn't need my money. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, so (laughs) when did... Where were you when you found out that your landlord was a big drug dealer? Allegedly. Allegedly. It was about 7.30 in the morning, and I'd just woken up, and my first thing to do is I read all my news apps. Because I like to stay informed, Brittany Johnson. (laughs) And I like how you posted the Trib article, but go ahead. Yeah, my bad. (laughs) (laughs) It was way better than ours anyway, so go (laughs) ahead. they need support now. (laughs) You got to buy their content. (laughs) I'd give a shout out to somebody, but I don't know anyone there anymore. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. They all moved on. They all moved on. Goon is in L.A. with the Lakers. That goon life. That goon life. But anyway, found out at 730 in the morning. Yeah, I started reading it and I was like, complex seized. And I was like, wait a minute. My landlord owns the complex. And I, he never really told me this, but I knew it. And my maintenance guy who does all the maintenance sprinklers and stuff is the bartender there, and he works for Gabe. <laughs> He's the bartender and the maintenance yeah. guy? <laughs> what the heck? He's loyal. <laughs> <laughs> loyal to the team. Oh, my God. And I was like, wait a minute. And then I saw Gabe, but I didn't really know his last name. And then I saw Dumble's Terrence LLC, which I have the hardest time spelling that in the bank, and I've had that problem every month for two months. How do you spell Dumbles? D-U-M-B-L-E-S. Well, you're smarter than me, Brittany Johnson. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then it, it was about 8.15, and I reread it. And <laughs> wait, was, wait, wait. So you read it at 7.30, didn't quite get it, and then picked it back up at 8.30? <laughs> my mind was blown because this guy Gabe, they say is one of the biggest weed traffickers in the United States of America. Not El just, Chapo. 
called Jewo. <laughs> and that hurt my feelings, too, because he's Jewish, and he can't know any other Jewish people in this town, because there aren't any. I'm Jewish. Well, obviously, there's somebody here. I support Proposition 2. So that brings me to my next Should've point. Should have got a cut. <laughs> my next point was going to be, I wonder if Proposition 2 isn't going to pass the legalizing of medical marijuana because that would undercut their business. Like a bunch of the major players will probably vote against Prop 2 because that's going to, you know, mess up their bottom line. Yeah, a lot of people say that's why the cops are gunning so hard is because they got to get theirs before everything goes legal. So the reason why Prop 2 is not going to pass is because of your landlord. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck, man? But he's he and his wife are looking at mandatory 10 to 30. Yeah. For weed. Oh, it's not just weed, Sasha. They were funneling a drug Okay, so they were operation. laundering. They were cooking books. <laughs> yeah. They were taxes. They seized a $70,000 ring from his wife. Yeah, it's not just the weed portion. It's... Dude, you guys used that money, didn't put it on the books, had a whole separate account for the books, and then, like, you guys funneled a whole drug operation to pay for the complex. And the thing is, he, who was it? Is it Gabe? Yeah. Yeah, Gabe actually let his wife, Angela, start doing the books. What was, was it, like, 10 years ago? <laughs> so it's all the woman's fault. <laughs> Blame it on the woman. That's why she got a seventy thousand dollar diamond ring in two houses in Park City, dude. Like, so I I went back to bed to finish the story because I was like, great. I don't. I was like, of course this happens in the middle of football season because I don't have time to move. And I was like, I got to move myself. Where am I going to move? Do I move to Park City? Do I move downtown? I got. You text me and said, do you need a roommate? <laughs> I was nervous, Brittany Johnson. <laughs> I know. live in a trap house. You know what? I mean. Paid in cash. <laughs> if you need a trap house, come over to Midville. See Gabe. He'll hook you up. I got you. <laughs> but lowdown. you know what? According to a friend who has a friend who's kind of gone through the same thing, you know. Say what? According to my friend uh -huh. who has a friend. Uh-huh who was kind of went through the same thing as you. A drug dealer buying their apartment? Yeah. Right. it's uh, <laughs> They're living fine. They weren't kicked out. <laughs> they just, <laughs> you just keep paying your rent. See, my buddy said don't pay rent and just put it in a bank account, and then if they come after the money, then you pay them. What position then, is he in to ask me for money? Look okay. how uncomfortable as a broadcast journalist he makes me. Well, because he's going to need the money now. I need the money now. <laughs> I mean, I don't. that's going to mess up your credit score if you don't pay the rent. I'm a single male. Have you seen my credit score? <laughs> <laughs> aye, aye, last aye. I heard, the wife pays bills. Balances the books, gets things done on time. Not me. Well, obviously, Angela wasn't doing that very well because they got caught. <laughs> Yo, you got to tighten up. If you're going to run a drug operation, tighten up. Yeah. <laughs> you're an insult to Jewish accountants everywhere, Gabriel. <laughs> Shame on you. Dude, like, and nobody has really uncovered how they got caught. 
I heard it's been a probe for a long time from the maintenance guy. And that Gabriel says he's done nothing wrong. And that... <laughs> he didn't. Angela did. <laughs> and that it's a big misunderstanding. What Gabriel's going to say is, I don't know. I mean, I haven't been over the books. I gave it to Angela. Why don't you ask Angela? And she's going to take the fall. Mm. I wonder, did they have to give that ring back? Yeah. They, no, they didn't get to give it back. They, it got it stole. It got taken. <laughs> Yo, so what are you going to do? Are you going to look for a new place? I'm not going to worry about it right now. You're just going to continue living in the trap house? Yeah. I, I got to worry about uh, camera people following the football. That's my job. Well, <laughs> let's just go ahead and get right on to it. Let's talk about Utah and USC in this game, Utah beat Saturday. Utah beat USC Saturday night, forty-one twenty-eight at Rice Eccles Stadium. So they're now they beat them up. Yeah, they're now in first place with in a first place tie with USC in the Pac-12 South. They are also now in the AP Top Twenty-five poll. They came in at the number twenty-three spot and number twenty-four in the coaches poll. But that none of that matters to Sasha right now. No, eight is coming. What matters? You beat one rival. Then you take care of the second one. Well, I was going to say what matters to you is your cameraman <laughs> missing the freaking touchdown. I forget which which score it was. Was it was it Covey? It wasn't Covey. It was right sideline. Yeah. And there was a flag that they thought. They yeah. And I can't remember. It wasn't Zach Moss. It was the 5'9 dude. Uh, is it Jalen Johnson? Yeah, it was one of those yeah. receivers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was Jalen Johnson um, because there was a flag thrown on the play and then the T- TD didn't count, blah, 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 blah. But anyway, we didn't even get to see it because nope. your cameraman stayed on Huntley. Stayed and then it the was flag. like a slow pan. It was like, I remember, because it, it, it went in like slow-mo. Like, Huntley threw the ball, and then there was a slow pull-out yeah. and a pan. A slow pull-out pan. That's the move when you catch yourself getting caught up. <laughs> oh, I guess I got to move. As the director's going, damn it! Full you had move the one camera. job! <laughs> move the camera! Like, I was tripping because I was watching the game on my laptop. Because, you know, I'm too poor to pay for Pac-12 on uh, to get it on TV. So I got to use my parents' login from Cox Cable. Allegedly. No, not allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> I use my parents' Cox Cable login to watch Pac-12. <laughs> so I was sitting there watching it, and I was just like, hold up. I know my eyes are bad, and I'm kind of blind, but I don't think I saw that touchdown. <laughs> The whole world didn't see that touchdown, Brittany Johnson. Bruh, I was like, wait, dude, follow the ball. That's like cameraman 101. Yes, ma'am. Like, I'm not that great of a shooter, and I know follow the ball. You just got to get there, even if it ain't pretty. You didn't messed up. Just get there. Just show us the play. Be aggressive if you get caught in trouble. That's what they be tell me. Be aggressive. Be, be aggressive. <laughs> So, like, what happened after that play? Like, I know you can't tell us all the inside stuff, but, like, was did the guy know that he did something wrong? Was he like, sorry? No, no, he didn't speak up on the microphone or the headset. He was just, <laughs> took his lunch. He, tried, he thought it would go unnoticed? <laughs> <laughs> he tried to hide? It's a major mistake. And I think he probably <laughs> felt very, it happened twice to two different camera people. 
I mean, was the, they don't play that fast. I think that's part of the problem when you get into a three-hour and 50-minute broadcast. People get tired. Well, Sasha, you know what? <laughs> Y'all better take some energy drinks or something. I hear you. Dude, that's, that's like... That's bad. You can't miss a touchdown. No, especially when everyone's pissed off that the Pac-12 got the game anyways. Yeah. yeah. So I bet network. you... I bet y'all won't be getting uh, the conference of champions. The Utah USC game next year. Oh, I'm sure we will. Because <laughs> USC will be bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, did you get to actually? I know you're busy working, and when you're working, you can't really concentrate so much on the game. But what did you see on your end on the sideline that you really liked from Utah last night? I saw a confidence that was unbelievable. I uh, we were poaching behind the Utah sideline. Uh, you know, filling up the B-roll, you know, <laughs> getting them color shots. <laughs> those those cutaways of the crowd. Uh-huh. And uh, I heard Britton Covey go, let's put work on them. And they were up by like 20 points at this time. And I was like, oh, I've never heard that on a Utah sideline against USC. Because I've been at all three of them at home. And mm-hmm. um, USC got manhandled by the defensive line, <laughs> the offensive line, uh linebackers. I mean, those guys were running what looked like four two forties. Chase Hansen was on it, and they hurt their quarterback. They embarrassed their head coach. Uh, USC embarrassed themselves with their language towards the Utah fans. I mean, they were they were getting at it. The fans were on them hard. The fans were loud. The fans were very very loud, and the must was on a level that I hadn't seen. Okay, wait. Those girls. We're making a real effort to get on TV. You know what? I'm not even going to go there. But I was thinking last night in my head, what is the must short for? Like, what does it stand for? Because to me, that's a stupid. Mighty Utah Student student Section. Can, can we have come up or they have come up with a better name? There's a lot of things that need <laughs> to go on at that university. I just, the must. I don't know. I was just randomly oh. thinking. Yeah, I was randomly thinking last night, like, what the heck? But I don't know. Anyway, Utah's defense did dominate. Um, the play that sticks out most to me when Britton Covey coughed up that punt. Mm-hmm. You remember that? And then it put the Trojans back at the 16. But then Utah's defense came back. Jalen Johnson picked up an interception off of JT Daniels' pass at the five yard line. Chase Sampson forced the pick. And then had a hit on Daniels as he threw. They took over on the USC six, and that was the end of the third quarter. USC went up super fast, 14-0. They did. And the energy in that building was unparalleled, and then it was silent. And to see, I think Coach Whittingham and his presser said the team was unfazed at the 14-point deficit. It's like, all right, let's go to work. And that's what they did. They in past years, I think that that game would have got away from them. So I think the game changer then was, again, Britton Covey. And he had that, what, 46-yard catch and a run for the first touchdown of the year, for his first touchdown of the year. Then the score followed his 38-yard kickoff return while Utah trailed 14-0. and So I think that's how the team got hype after that. It was like a Britton Covey show last night. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's the perfect slot receiver. You can't tackle him. He catches everything. And I don't know if he's got breakaway speed, but he's got 
some severe quickness. Yeah. And he's tough to tackle, and he's dependable. Yeah. He's breaking tackles, bouncing off defenders. <laughs> On that play. Bouncing through the turf. Bouncing through the turf. He does get bounced. That, he is always on the ground. Like, no, a lot of people, I don't think, next time I'm going to count how many hits he takes because he takes a lot of hits. Yeah, and the weird thing is the must bows to him. Every time he goes to punt or kick return, it's like all hell cubby and the whole thing, and then they start doing this crane movement with their hands going like, over their ears and to their stomach. He's the God. He's the Utah God. <laughs> he was last night. As my buddy who I got to cable with last night, who's a cameraman now, and I never get to coil with him, I said, that's because you're the man. He goes, I am not a God. I am a man, Mr. Bloom. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is right. <laughs> He's Brent definitely Curry. right. <laughs> so how do you think Huntley did last night? Well, he, well kicked, Saturday night. he kicked Jack Tuttle out of the state, which is awesome. I think, well, I think everyone forgot that Hunley was a freshman last year, that he's a sophomore, and he's great. He's, in terms of having, I remember talking to you last year about it when we saw him at the red and white game, the first red and white game for him. I was like, that's a different type of quarterback. Yeah, he is. He is. So uh, Saturday night, he had five touchdowns, four passing uh, one rushing. Um, he was sacked five times, lost a fumble that resulted in a USC touchdown, but he dodged a lot of uh, the rush and was accurate in throwing on Saturday night. Um, I still, the the thing that I don't like, <laughs> that's a funny picture. <laughs> the thing that I don't like, and it's not about Huntley, it's about the fans. I was just talking to, my friend at work, Josh Atkins, Joshy, as I call him. And he's one of our producers. And he was talking about how Huntley is so great and how Huntley is this. But I said, bruh, when they were 0-2, you were saying Huntley is trash. <laughs> and you guys need a new quarterback. Like, you can't, if you're going to rock with somebody, I say this all the time, you got to rock with them through the through the good and the bad. Like, I don't like fans who... We need a new quarterback. We need a new quarterback. And then, oh, he's great. Five touchdowns. Yeah, like five touchdowns. Da-da-da-da-da. Nah, like if you're going to rock with them, rock with them. Show your support through thick and through thin. It's just passion. It's stupid. (laughs) It's it's not. To me, it's stupidity. Dude, if it's passion, be like, yeah, crap, he sucks right now, but I still love the guy. He's going to get it together. Or – I don't know, but just you can't every single week you can't switch. You can't be like, get rid of Huntley. Da 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 da. I love Huntley. Get rid of Whittingham. Oh, Whittingham is the best. <laughs> We're now tied for first place in the Pac-12 South. Whittingham was the best coach ever. But last week you were like, nah. <laughs> Whittingham is overrated. Well, Jack Tuttle got the impression that he had no time here. You know what? <laughs> My thing with Jack Tuttle, like, and it's not just him, it's we just kids. had this conversation yeah, on the last episode. It's, it's kids these days. Like, I think everybody feels so entitled, and the parents are giving the kids everything that they want. Like, you knew and when you came here, you knew the quarterback situation, right? And no matter how good, but no matter how good you are, and no matter how much they keep telling you, oh, you're great, you're great, you might see the field, you might see playing time, and no matter how great you did, 
during the off season, during spring, you got three quarterbacks like and you're a freshman. And you told them that I will sign here if you don't bring in another yeah. quarterback. So that's the thing. They didn't hunt for another quarterback because he signed there. He gave them their commitment. Dude, you just you don't do and that. And he kissed coach's ass and the university all year long. Ooh, I'm gonna be the first person to sign in the country. I can't wait to be at Utah. Yeah. Utah's the greatest thing in the world. Oh, they have a really, really good football team. And I'm not an alpha male, which means I'm not a leader. And this guy, Hunley's a leader. That's his real strength yeah. is his leadership, Hunley's. And it, they gave him every opportunity. I watched him throw interceptions in the red and white game, Tuttle. I watched him be marginal and push the ball. And they gave him every single chance to take the quarterback spot. Yo, how do you think and Troy he, Williams feels? He couldn't even get to the second spot. You know what I mean? Yeah, he got pushed out. Politics. So, yeah, it is what it is. And they got people a wide receiver, a running back, and a quarterback all from one school in Florida. And they said, we're coming in and we're taking over. Yeah. And everyone else watch out. And that's what happened. Hey, it is what it is. And I think it's, it's not just Tuttle. It goes back to, like, AAU and – all that kind of stuff going on right now in club basketball, club sports, club soccer, whatever it is. I think nowadays you have parents, they pay for their kids to be on a team and then the kids don't play. And then the kid is like, I'm not getting any playing time. I'm upset. And then the parents go, yeah, (laughs) yeah. They yell at the coach. They yell at the organizers, whatever it may be. And then they take their son or daughter off the team and let them play for another team that sucks, but they get the playing time. Why, like, stop treating your kids that way. Man up. Just know what the situation is. You got to, your time will come. And if it doesn't, that's on you. Yeah, perform. Yeah, go to BYU. (laughs) They got openings. You could probably play any position you wanted at BYU, (laughs) Mr. Tuttle. Well, and then a lot of people want to compare the situation to Kelly Bryant over you know, Clemson. It's the same thing. I don't, well, I don't think his, his, cause he's, he's transferring. I don't think his situation is the same as Tuttle's, but I would say it kind of, my thing is with Kelly Bryant, don't you, your time, you have less time than Tuttle does. Right. So you got to get yours in while you can, or else that that's at the end of the day, you got to think about yourself now. And so does Tuttle. And so does Tuttle, but he's still got years. Kelly Bryant doesn't. So does Hunley, though. Yeah. Hunley's got three years. He's got two more years after this. Yeah. So he's got two more years. Jack Tuttle, you still got, then after that, you you got a year. Yeah, but I think those elite 11 quarterbacks are looking to start now. And I think his example was like, USC's in town. They have an elite 11 quarterback. Why is he playing and I'm not? Oh, well, because you're not that good. And neither was Davidson. <laughs> so, like, what his problem is, he's seeing a bunch of elite freshmen get PT right now. Mm-hmm. Well, and he was regarded as one of those elite freshmen. Well, obviously, somebody made a mistake. Because if you were an elite freshman and you proved yourself during the offseason, then your behind would be on the field. And it wouldn't be Huntley. But obviously, You're something you didn't You're perform. A kid. Yeah, and there's something that you still need to work on. So you need to sit back watch and learn and he probably felt like after that 0-2 start why put me in why yeah. aren't I not playing yeah why why is is it Sneal why did he get playing time <laughs> yeah so is that a sense? Sneal? Something. <laughs> something snail 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 
<laughs> so I don't know. I just it's kind of dude, you're a freshman. Sit there. Sit there, watch and learn and then prove yourself during practice. I agree. And just be ready to step up. I bet it's embarrassing too cuz I heard I didn't see the tweets. But he got drilled on Twitter. Yeah, he did. And then people are like, don't at him because everybody was atting him on Twitter. People were like, he's already going through enough, okay? I said, he put himself through this situation like, or in this queen. situation. Yeah, like, forget it. Grow up. At least quit at the end of the year. Because well, you, you're not yeah. going to play at any other school midseason. That's not how it works. No, and so my thing is, so with these new rules, right? You can With the new NCAA rules, you can transfer anywhere you want. You just got to sit out a year. So, and there's stiffer penalties if you yeah, transfer within conference. within conference. So my thing is, you're already gonna sit out a year. Yeah. Like you, what if you Finish sit out classes. a year? Yeah. What if you sit out a year here at Utah? It's the same thing as you sitting out a year at another program, but here you are already putting in the work. Go earn that Pac-12 yeah, degree. Like, Alex Smith. He ended up getting his master's degree while being the number one draft pick and. You know, the national champion, essentially. There was a different type of work ethic. Yeah. And if you're not getting plenty of time, hit the books. Find a yeah. girlfriend. Go ride a bike. Do <laughs> something instead of bitch and moan to the media about how you can't play. Yeah. Get in the show, weight room. Show Add people why pounds. you should play. Yeah. L- give us a storyline. Go beat up Hunley. Yeah. Go slap something. him in front of everybody and say, I'm taking your job. That should be, to me, it's like with the kids nowadays, it's just like, nobody wants to put in work. You've been told your entire life that you're great at something. You're the best in your division. You're the best in your league, the best in your state, whatever the case may be, but there's always somebody better. And then when you get to that somebody better, you get scared and you don't want to put in the work. It's time to work. See, Brittany Johnson, this is why you and other remarkable women need to start having kids. So you can raise a new generation of men. So next topic. (laughs) (laughs) See, about about kids. <laughs> yeah. I don't think God is going to uh, put that on my hands right now. I, I don't think I'm ready. That's what I'm saying. I'm not ready. <laughs> Neither is Tuttle. <laughs> <laughs> but I recognize that I'm not ready, and I'm putting it. No, I'm not putting it work. <laughs> I'm just not ready. We're going to leave that there. <laughs> you know what? And you so, wonder why we have a leadership issue. <laughs> well, I mean, if I'm just saying, Brittany Johnson. When I have kids, and hopefully, God, hopefully like I have boys, because I can't, I can't, no, unless I adopt. <laughs> Heck no. I hope I have boys just because girls, I can't deal with their attitudes. Like, I don't want any payback. I know I was like a rough kid, like a challenge my parents a lot. I've heard that. I think that girls do that. <laughs> I, I can't take that. Shout out to my parents because y'all the real MVPs. <laughs> and I heard they want grandkids too, Brittany Johnson. They already have them by my brother. <laughs> That's the video we were listening to before the podcast. My nephews are at my parents' house right now. They're bobbing for apples and they're painting pumpkins. And my nephew, <laughs> he just. And you're podcasting. <laughs> and I'm podcasting. <laughs> yeah. So next up. The Utes take on UCLA. Uh, Who's won the last two games after going 0-4 yeah. and looking like an, a joke? Yeah. Yeah. So who's going to win that one? 
It's at the Rose Bowl Stadium. Oh, I, I can smell 70 going up on the Bruins. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I think Hunley's going to have a good time passing. Did he play last year against UCLA? Let's move on, because I want to talk about the Lakers and the oh, Rockets. Me too. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah! <laughs> I really wish that uh, Chris Paul could have got punched just a little harder. Okay. Because that left connected, but it just didn't have – he wasn't up tight enough. So, oh, I if Saturday night was amazing, because you had the Lakers and the Rockets, the Dodgers made it to the World Series – then you had Utah USC, which we just talked about. But I'm going – if you guys didn't see what happened with the Lakers and the Rockets, all the hype was about uh, LeBron James making his home debut in the Staples Center, right? So he had everybody there. But James Harden, being James Harden, he goes in for the fast break, clearly pushed off of Brandon Ingram, <laughs> yes <laughs> so we're looking at a gif right now <laughs> so he clearly pushed off of brandon ingram brandon ingram was like nah son and he went back and shoved harden he threw harden he threw, and that was <laughs> the thing is that was after harden complained cried to the officials because he wanted the call but ingram was like nah shoved him in the back and then this is where it gets good rajon rondo steps in to defend his teammate. Don't touch my player. To, to defend his teammate. <laughs> and then Chris Paul was like, what? I'm going to defend my teammate. And so allegedly, Chris Paul said, or not allegedly, Chris Paul said that Rajon Rondo spit on his face. I hope he did. I hope he did not, because that is, that is disgusting. Like he's, Yeah, but when you don't see a man in front of you. Okay, so <laughs> they've been going at it for years. Yeah, but two. that I don't care. You spit in my face. We we about to I'm throw down. Poke you in the face. So he so he mushed him. So Rajon Chris Paul said that Rajon Rondo spit on Chris Paul's face. So then Chris Paul mushed him. So then Rajon was like, Nah, son, you ain't gonna mush me. And then he threw the left. And then Chris Paul was like, Nah. I may be over the players' union, but I ain't soft. And he landed two punches. I didn't see those. Oh, I did. He he connected. He yeah, landed I'm two punches. Sure. No, he really did. You need to look at the video. He Little did. Rabbit punches. No, 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 no. You need to look at the video. Here, I have it right here. So. NBA selling that money. <laughs> <laughs> How's Stevenson the peacemaker No, 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 no. Look, look, look. I know, right? Lance Stevenson. It was like, nah. I done been through this before, son. Here we go. So he mushed him. Rajon with the left. Look. Yeah, I didn't see any punches. Uh, do you need to re-see that? Everybody saw that. that looked he like a, no. That looked like a five-foot-seven nah, man Paul, trying to Nah, Chris Look at this. One, yeah. two. And then Brandon Ingram was like, oh, heck no. Y'all ain't going to fight without me. Then Brandon Ingram comes back in and then throws punches too. You but think LeBron James was really happy in this moment? Here's my problem with this. Oh, here. You can see it. I'm just saying, oh, I got excited. So... The thing is, my issue is with not only James Harden, but LeBron James. How are you going to go and save Chris Paul? I understand 
He's the godfather of your kids and y'all with the banana boat crew, but you ain't on his team. You can't set hop. You supposed to be a Laker. He ain't a Laker. Obviously, he's got on the jersey, so he's a Laker. Carl Malone had that jersey on, too. Listen, listen. Gary Payton. Listen, let's move the mic closer because I'm getting heated. LeBron James. The only Laker on that team is Lance Stevenson. Nah, obviously it's Brandon hey, Ingram too. Where was Kuzma? On the sideline. Where was Lonzo Ball? They were on. The, they weren't in the game. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Kuzma was like, Nah, bruh, I got my new shoe deal or my new uh, record, whatever deal he just got with some headphones or whatever. I got an Instagram. This. Yeah. <laughs> So my Wait issue. Wait till Grayson Allen comes into that. Dude, studio. well, that's what I was gonna ask you. What if Grayson Allen was a Laker? Grayson Allen would have been like Brandon Ingram. Oh, they fighting? Let me get in a couple punches. Brandon Ingram was like nearly at half court, ran all the way back to throw some punches because Two he stopped. He was, he was like, Nah, I'm already ejected. Let me go land a punch. So he's my second favorite player in the league now. Brandon Ingram? Yeah. Why? He, that push on Harden was beautiful. Well, the thing is, Harden, come on. Did you see? It was a push-off. And then you want to cry to the officials about not getting the call? How come like, Harden just kind of casually walked that, over? And that, that's why I said this is all James Harden's fault. <laughs> like, James Harden, that's like a little excuse. I'm not going to say the word, but that's like a a little that that's childish. I'm going to leave it there. That's not the word that I want to use, soft. but that's soft. Weak. Weak. It's like you go and you start a fight, like you instigate. <laughs> it's just like you see, like, oh, Sasha, you going to let Brittany say that about you? Ooh, Brittany, you going to let Sasha say that? And then we fight, and then he runs away. There's a lot of those types of kids and men on in this country. And I don't call them kids or men, but I will not say the word that I call them. But James Harden, that was a... That was, a, that, that was a that move. That was a that move. We ain't doing that in Louisville. That's some Arizona State, <laughs> Pac-10 basketball. Like, that's like you go and you start a fight and then you leave. Like, who does that? James Harden was, like, on the sideline by Mayweather. Like, this was so awesome that Mayweather even stood up and he's now out of retirement and he's about to fight. Like, did you see the video clip of Mayweather? He was, like, throwing punches in the air. Mayweather was standing up, like, throwing jabs. Hey, you train 24 hours a day. (laughs) He got it in Saturday (laughs) night. Then Travis Scott was there. He's a rapper, for all of you who don't know. But his his music is actually good. Um, But he looked like he wanted to get into the fight. Like, everybody was hyped. Everybody stood up and was like, oh, shoot. They don't play in Inglewood anymore. Nah, nah. (laughs) See, LeBron, you need to understand this. If you come in L.A., don't come with that weak stuff. You are in L.A., and you are part of L.A. You are part of the team, and you need to act like it. There, right? you, you can't set hop. <laughs> he is set hopping. Like, he's one, one minute he's a blood, the next minute he's a crip. Like, you can't do that, LeBron. Like, you got to roll with the squad. I don't care if you just joined the Lakers like 30 minutes ago. You got to rock with your team. You can't go with Chris Paul. I don't care if he's, he's the godfather sick, of your kids. Both of those guys are sick. I don't care. I don't care. I agree. You you in a suit right now. You ain't wearing a suit right now. No. <laughs> I'm, I don't condone the fighting. You're wearing a Lakers jersey. Yeah, you wore a Lakers jersey. You better act like it. So uh, Too bad they didn't have a purple jersey. It would have made more sense. <laughs> Boom. My, my, my thing is, it's just, 
Who won the game? It doesn't matter who won the game. I'm asking. I don't know. I think you do know. (laughs) (laughs) So the Rockets won the game. (laughs) And it's all because it's all because everybody was not. Everybody was like, oh, LeBron ain't rocking with us like that. So they they kind of got down because they thought they had a teammate in LeBron. LeBron ain't no teammate. LeBron, you done made me mad. You have some work to do. Yeah. You yeah. ain't supposed to set hop like that. So obviously, Rajon Rondo, Brandon Ingram, Chris Paul ejected from the game. Now, everyone wants to know who's going to face the toughest suspension. Chris Paul's not going to. He's going to get the least of it because he's so powerful. Well, and because if you spit, if somebody's going to be the head of the Players face, Association and get to still be an active player. Because you're Chris Paul? Oh, well, he's not. He's two people. He's Chris Paul and Cliff Paul. <laughs> so Cliff Paul is part of the players' union, or uh, the head of the players' union. Chris Paul plays in the NBA. It's two people. So it I think like <laughs> <laughs> I think James Harden needs to be suspended. So is that beard? <laughs> Suspend James Harden because he instigated everything. And then he ran away from the fight. Suspend him. We don't do that in the streets. Uh, y'all soft in the West Coast. No, we not. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously ain't nobody soft. But LeBron James, he needs a he needs to be checked. You think Jay Crowder's gonna allow that kind of stuff? Listen, listen. LeBron needs to be checked, and we play hard. I don't care what Jay Crowder says. We play hard in these streets. It's jingling, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, speaking of the NBA, they announced that a select few, well, select high school players will receive $125,000 to play in the G League beginning next year. So those players would be eligible to enter the following year's NBA draft. So this kind of is supposed to eliminate the one-and-done from college. It's not just that. It's a direct challenge against the NCAA. Yeah. They're going to be broadcasting every D-League game across the country. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to be good broadcasts because it's all kids learning. But they're spending a tremendous amount of money to make the G-League accessible. Yeah. So, I'm going to give you three guesses as to which college coach despises. Coach K. You Nope. He's one of them, but he's not the one that's... Rick Pitino. He ain't no college coach. <laughs> this is your third guess. It's, it should be easy. It's not Coach K, but it's... he. Coach K obviously can't like this because that's how they live. One and done. Uh, William, uh, North Carolina guy. William. Calipari. Kentucky coach John Calipari. Yeah. yeah. He can't stand this rule. Because he can't recruit he, anymore. Because now. Because they can well, play more. Than he, I, 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 he, Calipari can't afford. He's like, dang it. I can't pay that much. What am I going to do now? I can't compete with that. So now he has to go back to re- actually recruiting good players. Sounds like they need to get Adidas. <laughs> team Nike, right? Team Nike. Yeah, you got to go to the other brand. Yo, <laughs> so my thing is he also – Calipari said it without saying it. He said, now he's talking about how this messes up the education for, for a certain demographic. But he wouldn't, 
he he said this black ma- students. So he wouldn't say it, but we all know what he's talking about. He said How about all the traveling south teams in the that never get to go to school because they're being paid by all these schools to travel around the country. So he the says East Mississippi Valley states of the world. The educa- education is key. And now a lot of black players, because that's who pretty much predominantly makes up the NBA. He says you're going to have a lot of uneducated black players or black men, and that's that's a problem. He's concerned about that. Lance Stevenson don't have a problem with it. So my thing is he is not concerned. <laughs> Calipari is more concerned that he can't afford $125,000 for his players. He's also concerned. That's really a disgusting comment by him. But he didn't say it. He suggested it. He huh? said a certain demographic, but we all know who that certain demographic is that he's talking about. Is he still jealous, Harris? <laughs> like the mafia people? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, he's part of the mafia. Didn't he get on sanctions once with UMass? Is that the same Calipari? That's John like, Calipari. Mm, I remember this as a boy. Let me see. Yeah, see if he played a, a coach at UMass with Marcus Camby. That was a good team. da 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 he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's a bum. Yeah, so. He's one of the biggest cheats in the world. So the he's thing is. He's been kicked out of two schools. My thing is, now he, he's upset because every year at I'm the NBA at draft, he's always at the NBA draft. Now he's not going to have a seat at the table because yeah, he's not going to have any more one and done. We'll call you. <laughs> so it's like, my thing is, if you're so concerned, like if he was legit concerned, I, I would feel it. I would feel it. Like, because that does come in mind, come to mind. Yeah, the education aspect, right? But let's face it. Sean Miller co- doesn't have a problem with it. But these college athletes, <laughs> how much, you know, how much education are you really getting? One, here's my, here's my points that I want to point out. You go to college if you're one and done for one year, right? In that one year, you're taking general education. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with your major. Unless you know what you want to major in. It doesn't matter. Even if you want to know what no, you major in. No, but you can in, tailor it. You still, there's still certain classes you have to take. Sure. English and math. Yeah. And so my thing is you, you're missing that one, one, in, one year that you're going to get, right, of college. Um, if you're on a sports team anyway, yeah, a lot of times at these you know, one and done places, how much of a focus is there on their education? To begin with, if you guys are really worried, why doesn't talk to the G League about instituting some sort of lifelong scholarship for players that actually that take their chance in the G League and don't make it to the NBA? Give them some sort of lifelong scholarship so that way they can have money to go back and go to school. I don't think that that's fair. It's to me, it is fair if you give it to the players. If you have something in the player's contract that says, if you don't make it to the NBA, then you can go back to college. We're going to give you a scholarship to go back. Yeah, this is America, though. Yeah, but the thing is, if you if you make it to the NBA, you don't need that scholarship because you got NBA money. Yeah, but you still don't have an education. I mean, you see a lot of players go back and finish their degrees. Yeah. During the season, you know, Shaquille O'Neal is a great example. Yeah. Of so you, but you have the, uh, my point is, I if hear you your yeah, point. get to the I NBA, just, just you have the money on I your think, own to pay I for it. I think once you take a check, everything changes. And actually, they can't play in the NCAA. I know you're talking about a degree down the road, 
But once you take a check, you're no longer an amateur player. No, you can go back. You there that's the thing. You can go back. You can't to take college. money. Um you can't Okay, so let's say I have an offer at the University of Utah to play basketball, mm-hmm. right? And then I have an offer by the Salt Lake City Stars. And they give me $125,000. The day I put that into a bank account, I can no longer play NCAA sports. And then, let's see. And that's a fact. Best example of that is gymnastics and softball with these Olympians and volleyball, these Olympians who turn down endorsement money so that they can still play for the Red Rocks or for the UCLA teams and get their degree. And then they go pro and make money. Hold on, I'm reading Mm -hmm. this. I could have sworn I read somewhere that you can go back. You can't. I, I, there's no, once you take money, you, you could go back to school, but you cannot play in an NCAA sport. Yeah, you can go back to school. Yeah. Yeah. Totally, totally you can. That's what I, sorry, that's what I was. I mean, maybe if you give them $140,000 and you give 15% that stays in the bank account for college and, uh, again, I think that's up to you. Like then you're they give you the kids well. My thing is, they give you the one twenty five. It's up to you to decide what you do with it. If you put some of that away for yeah, your college education, it's not. But if you put some of that away for your college education, invest whatever you want to do with it. They give you the one twenty five. They're not telling you what to do with it, but they're giving it to you. It's your is the G League uh, paying for likeness and jerseys and all this kind of stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. It's a contract. It's a full contract. It's just, that's, that's light. I mean, if you're Zion Williams. I mean, the G League players don't make a lot of money anyway. I know, but if you're a Zion Williams who's the number one recruit in the country, Duke or a 125? But I think it depends on the player. What if you need the money now? You know, but what I'm saying is, Zion Williams and those top eight athletes, you know, that mm-hmm. go to Duke and Kentucky and yeah. Louisville and stuff, they're making so much money in the cities that they're in through media and advertising and the news teams coming there and making money off their likeness. 125 seems light to pay these elite players. Yeah, I get what you're saying, you know, but it is what it is. I hear you. It it's, is what it is. Like, anyway, you are you see that money. But I, you technically, technically, in air quotes, don't see any of any money when you go to college. You're not supposed to, but we know that they do a lot of times. Yeah. But you're not supposed, the whole thing is to try to get rid of bit. that. You're, but the whole thing is tried, to, obviously not with the FBI investigation, it's all coming out. But you're supposed to go to college and play basketball and not get paid and then go to the NBA, and I think that's what the G League is trying to step in to reduce all this scandal. Like, we're going to give these players 125000 so they don't get caught up in anything in college. I think it's, I think it's a beautiful thing, especially for kids that um, you know, have ADD and, or dyslexic and don't do well in a classroom. I think it's a great avenue, but I don't think anyone has any interest in protecting these players. No. Well, I don't know. I think some people do. I think there's some genuine people in the I, room. You're right. You're right. There's got to be. Like on the, on the board some table. coaches you know, and people that really The care. people that are on the board that are making these decisions, I truly do think that there are some people in there, like you or like I, that would have these players' best interests at heart. But then there's obviously some people that are just, oh, this is great advertising. We can do this. We can do that. Da, 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 da. Who cares about the players? And then you got to meet at a middle ground. I agree. 
But I got to go put my best interests in my son and go sling some weed right now. So I got to go. I got to go, too. Because it's about to... It's I about to you, be my babe. bedtime. But before we go, I do want to give a shout out to Rihanna and Cardi B for turning down the NFL halftime show in support of Colin Kaepernick. And I'll leave it there. <laughs> Where can people find you on Twitter and Instagram? B Johnson, ABC4, and also on Instagram, Brittany Renee TV. Sasha. Bloom underscore Sasha on Instagram. And you better come correct if you're going to hit me up on Twitter because I am out to prove you bastards wrong. So, well, also follow us on Twitter on the dropping dimes, dropping dimes underscore up with your crap anymore. You people that call me liars and stuff on there. We'll see. Word. (laughs) Mazel, mazel, hit me up, Gabriel. (laughs) Holler at your boy. I thought we were done. First thing, uh huh. Wake up out of dream, uh huh. Grab a light, uh huh. Something like a steam, uh huh. Bong rip, uh huh. Make sure it's clean, uh huh. Smoke session, uh huh.